You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Dr. History, good morning, Dr. Ken Turner. How are you? Good morning, Zeb. I'm doing great. Sorry to keep you waiting, but we've had a slight change in the scheduling because of New Year's and New Year's Eve and everything. But uh, welcome aboard, my friend. Well, thank you. Hope you have a good New Year tomorrow. You know, i got to tell you something. That little basket of goodies you sent over here, that bread that was in that basket of goodies made the best French toast I've ever had in my life. Oh, outstanding. Outstanding. Anyhow. You know, tomorrow uh, they're having a big parade and football game in my honor because it's my birthday. You know what? I owe you a big apology. I knew it was your birthday, and I forgot to send you a card. I forgot. <laughs> okay. to, I forgot to send you uh, consolations for getting so much older than I am. <laughs> yeah, we know. Yeah, and uh, I just want to extend to you happy birthday. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. All right. You sound like you got a little cold. I'm I'm a little hoarse, but I'm okay. Well, you're just a Shetland pony. <laughs> I know. I, I may have to stop in between and take a little drink here once in a while. Well, it depends on what you're snorkeling <laughs> on over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold and it's clear and it's okay. just water. All right. What are you going to do to tantalize us for the last day of 2013? All right. Zeb, when I uh, say the word grizzly... And uh, there's a certain guy's name that follows that. What name comes to your mind? Adams. Grizzly Adams. Yep. Bear Man of California. Yep. So, all right, I, I want you to picture uh, here coming down from the craggy mountains and the canyons, uh, uh, strolling along uh, with a beat-up creaking wagon. Here's this guy. He's in his early 40s. But he's got a white beard, long gray hair. He's got buckskins that are torn and dirty. He's got a fur hat that covers his head. He's got an assistant by the name of Drury that's driving a wagon that's filled with cages that's holding foxes and wolves and other animals. He's got some deer, elk, antelope. And tied behind this whole thing is a couple of big old grizzly bears. Tied behind grizzly yeah. bears? Yeah, behind the behind the wagon. He's got them tied to the axle of the of the wagon. And they're walking along with the wagon. <laughs> yeah. Holy uh, buckets. So just picture this. The, this California mountaineer, he's got this motley crew, and, and he's carrying a stick in case he has to kind of nudge one of the animals to, to keep in line. Oh, wait, whoa, 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 stop just a minute. Now, you tell me how tough and brave you are. You tell me, Dr. History, that you're going to take a stick and nudge a grizzly bear and tell him to get in line. Go ahead, tell me that. Yeah, and, and their names, oh. uh, Benjamin Franklin and Lady Washington. Those were, those were the names of these two bears. Okay. But they could wrestle, they could turn somersaults, they could, uh, grizzly could ride on their back, you know, and when they passed through villages and farms, people would stop, obviously, and they'd stare, and, and some would shout out questions, they'd say, well, you know, uh, what kind of bears are those? And he'd say, well, they're grizzly bears. And the people would then, at that point, drop back a little farther because the grizzlies were killing people, ranchers, livestock, uh, and people pretty well considered they were natural-born killers. 
But here was old Grizzly, old bearded, buckskin-clad Grizzly, uh, walking along with these like it was no big deal. Oh, my goodness. So they actually called him back then Old Adams, not Grizzly Adams. That came later. I see. But uh, as he was known at the time, uh, he put on this kind of ragtag show in San Jose and several smaller towns on his way to San Francisco. And this was in the summer of 1856. And what he'd do, he'd get to a town, he'd find a suitable corral, and he would set his animal cages around the inside. Then he would have let the animals uh, roam inside, and he'd guide them through the various acts that, uh, you know, it was kind of crude stuff, but, you know, the people loved it. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, once old Adams got to the great city, old San Francisco, uh, his legend really blossomed then. Now, his name really was John Adams, and he was uh, had a real affinity for animals. He's actually born in Massachusetts in 1812, and he actually trained as a shoemaker, a cobbler. Really? But he really liked being outdoors, and he tried his hand at catching wild game for a touring animal show, but after he got mauled by a tiger, he returned to making shoes. <laughs> so, uh, it kind of discouraged him there, but, but he got married, he settled down, he had a wife and three kids, and lived in there in Massachusetts. But in 1849 was the gold rush, California, so he headed out. He staked some claims. He bought a store and a saloon, but these failed. More bad luck followed. He, uh, his cattle got stolen. Anyway, he finally he said he'd had enough of all this stuff, and he loaded up a wagon, some oxen, uh, some rifles, uh, blankets, and cooking stuff, and he headed into the hills, into the Sierra Nevadas. Mm-hmm. So here he is out there. He wanted he was going to shun society and just live with the animals in the forest. So with the help of some friendly Indians, he built a shelter, and he did learn to live off the land. He hunted and trapped bears and other animals, and he sold their skins. And But he, came, he was fascinated with the California grizzlies because they were bigger than the black bears from back east. Well, I, yeah. I didn't know that. But. Holy smokes. So, but there was a, a merchant by the name of uh, uh, Solon that he hired Adams as a hunting guide to go into Yosemite and uh, uh, to take some people in their hunting. So as they were going into the valley, the two hunters that he was taking in, they were busy killing and skinning game, and uh, Adams found a bear den, and he watched it for three days. Well, when a big old grizzly female came out one morning, uh, he could hear some cubs, and that's what he wanted. He wanted some cubs to train, so he knew what he had to do. Well, he shot the mama grizz, and as he was carrying the two cubs back to camp, he realized he had a serious problem. Their eyes were closed, which meant they were still on mama's milk. Mm. And he tried a mixture of sugar, water, and flour, but that didn't work. So yeah. it happened at this time he had a greyhound dog that had just given birth to a litter of pups. Now this is going to be an unhappy dog. <laughs> well, and as he puts it, despite some argument from the dog, <laughs> Adams killed all but one of the pups to make room for these two bear cubs at the Greyhound dinner table. So Adams named this, uh, these two cubs uh, Benjamin Franklin and General Jackson. Oh, so, my. And that's how we, how we started with these. So now in 1854, uh, with the help of some Indian friends, he moved his growing collection uh, to some mining camps, and he'd pick a location, get a corral, and he'd chain his animals, and he'd put on the show. And he'd have the bears wrestle each other. Then they'd perform tricks. They'd race. Uh, next, they'd have a fight between two bears. Then they'd, uh, one of his bigger bears would take on a pack of the local dogs, and Adams would offer cash prizes for the best dogs. And uh, You know, it was 
kind of a festival or festive occasion. He'd hire a band and uh, have drinks and one thing another. Well, no, wait, whoa, 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 stop. When you say that he was going to uh, fight, the bear was going to fight the dogs. Right. Well, no, it sounds to me like the old bear was going to do away with the dogs. This wasn't exactly sanctioned by the Humane Society of the United States, was it? <laughs> no, I think Peter would get after them. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, you know, and I think he may have probably had him trained where the bear just kind of probably knocked him around. Oh, just you know, just a little slap every now and then. Nothing like getting a head slap from a grizzly. <laughs> That's right. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Okay. <laughs> Speaking about getting knocked around. Uh, anyway, he went on up into Oregon for a while, and uh, he found uh, some more. Uh, he wanted more grizzlies, and. Uh, uh, this time he caught some uh, a couple of cubs, but they were about a year old, and so they were bigger. And he so what he did he lassoed them, roped them, and then he changed them chained them to a tree, and uh, he didn't quite know how to get started training them. So what he did is he just got a willow, and he went in and just kind of uh, kind of beat on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't hurt him, but he just kind of uh, kind of I don't know tamed them, I guess, and uh, so. The one bear, he finally just laid down, and he went and patted her, and um, anyway, it worked. He was able to train, uh, and this is the, another bear that he called Lady Washington. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and Lady Washington would actually carry packs when he was going from one place to another. But, now, uh, I'm assuming when you said he roped these bears, did he rope those bears on horseback? I don't think, I doubt it. I mean, a horse... I don't think a horse is going to stick around. Not on this lifetime. <laughs> I don't think so. So, but anyway, he kept Ben Franklin and Lady Washington and several others for his collection, and uh, he traveled over quite a quite a distance. We really don't know how far he went, but now there was one point where he had kind of a dangerous encounter with a mama bear kind with of. three cubs. Yeah, she the she bear knocked his rifle from his hands with her left paw knocked him to the ground with a right paw, and then started biting him in the back. Now, Ben Franklin, the Adam's tame grizzly bear, jumped into the fight and uh, distracted the she-bear long enough for Adams to climb a tree and reload his rifle and shoot the bear. Okay, now we got to stop there again because we have a little notation in history that draws a question from me. Okay. Climb a tree? Isn't that what you're not supposed to do when you're out with bears? Well, at this point, I think he was just trying to get away from that bear long enough to get his rifle ready. I see. Okay. So, now, another encounter, uh, a grizzly struck at him right on top of the head, tearing off his scalp, and actually punched a hole in his skull. Oh, my bone. goodness sakes! <laughs> now, this is going to come back to haunt him a little later here. Okay? Well, I imagine that. <laughs> so... Uh, anyway, he went into uh, San Francisco, and he opened up an establishment. They called it the Mountaineer Museum, and, and he had bears and different animals, uh, elk, uh, tiger, uh, mountain lion stuff. And uh, anyway, he was quite a sensation there in San Francisco. But uh, anyway, it came time that, uh, you know, San Francisco kind of, they kind of got used to seeing old, uh, old Grizz out there walking the streets with his two bears, walking down the street for an evening stroll. So, but uh, anyway, the attendance started falling off, and the cost was going up, so he decided to move everything to New York City. Mm-hmm. So he went around the Horn in a ship, uh, took three months to get around to New York City, and as soon as he got there, 
guess should I guess who should meet him but good old P. T. Barnum. Oh my. So Barnum was thrilled. He wanted to add Adams to his uh, his show. So uh, uh, anyway, so that's what they did, uh, and it was Barnum who actually started the name Grizzly Adams, and the nickname stuck. So, did, did by the way, I got to ask you this: Did uh, old Grizz after that one encounter? Did he have any hair on his head, or was he bald as a cue ball? <laughs> I'm going to get to that. Oh, my goodness. You're always going to get to something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it was, like I say, Barnum, he's the one that uh, made this stick, you know, basically. So the city crowd, they were big, you know. They were, and so the proceeds, you know, they made really a lot of money. And during, but during a particular show, you know, sometimes the animals didn't always do what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remember Siegfried and Roy, those guys had a little uh, incident here a few years ago. A little incident. <laughs> yeah. Well, during one particular show, he was uh, uh, working with General Fremont to perform, and this big old bear suddenly turned on him and seized his left arm in his mouth. Oh, this isn't good. Him. This isn't good. No. So Adam struggled with the bear. The dog actually, his dog actually jumped in and distracted the bear long enough uh, for Grizzly to get away. Uh-huh. So, but the problem was, uh, there was another problem. Uh, Barnum, uh, when Barnum met old Grizzly Adams, uh, he took his hat off, and here was this bald head with, you know, part of the skull missing uh, from a scrape from this old grizzly bear that he'd had. Yeah, yeah. Well, this was also aggravated when a monkey later jumped on his head and bit into the wound. Well, just stop here. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You're going much too fast for this old cowboy. Okay. A monkey jumped on his head and bit him in the spot where the bear had taken off his scalp? Right. And there was no bone to uh, kind of, uh, I mean, the skull was literally broken in. And, I mean, this last, and then this last blow from the bear uh, basically, and I'm going to be a little graphic, it basically laid open his brain so that you could actually see inside his brain. Uh, there's a lot of people that might have been questioning if there was a brain up there in the first place. <laughs> well, you know, Barnum knew the old trapper was dying at this point, yeah. and he'd already hired a replacement, and the doctors, uh, they could only tell him what he already knew, that if the, if the head was uncovered, I mean, you could actually see the blood vessels pulsating in this hole in his head. Oh, oh! Well, imagine that. <laughs> there was no, there was no bone there. How'd you get that last one? Well, a monkey jumped on my head, and <laughs> I mean, you know, a few blows from a bear, and then a monkey. I mean, so anyway, old Grizzly, he he didn't want to give up. He wanted to establish financial security for his wife, and so, so he convinced uh, Barnum to keep him on for another ten weeks uh, for an additional five hundred dollars. Um. And then something else happened, as if that wasn't enough. Oh, my goodness. Now, I suppose you're going to tell me that a zebra hit him. He's got about a week to go, Yeah. and he's exhibiting another bear, and a black bear grabs him by the leg and just kind of throws him around. Yeah. The fierce battle goes on, another close call. Uh, I mean, Paul Grizzly, he's not doing real good at this point, you know. Holy but uh, he continued to exhibit at the bears, even though he could hardly get up and walk. Yeah, so. but if it would have been today, even with all those pre-existing injuries, he still could have got Obamacare. And then he'd be okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, at this point, old Grizzly, he went home, and he was only 48 years old, but he was scarred, he was tired, he was a sick old man. 
he returned to his wife and a daughter in Massachusetts. And there was a point one day where he was going along and uh, he kind of hit a bump in his wagon and it kind of opened up the wound in his head. And he, he basically kind of bled to death. Oh, my. after all that? After all that, he just, well, you know, it was pretty well, you know, probably wouldn't take much. So, but, you know, Grizzly Adams became well-known. Uh, you know, actors portrayed him on the stage uh, even into 1890. And his name came back in about 1974. You probably remember this, the yeah. last times of Grizzly Adams with, uh, see, Dan Haggerty. Dan Haggerty, yep. Played yep. the... You know, played Grizzly Adams, but there was no, nobody quite like the real old Grizzly Adams. Now, in your research, uh, the wife, now she must not have had too much to say in the marriage as far as, okay, Grizz, sit down here and have a cup of coffee. Listen, man, you've been eating and chewed on for the last 20 years. Yeah, why don't we do something else? I mean, she evidently yeah. didn't have much control over the old boy. Well, I think based on what I'm hearing about Grizzly Adams, he kind of liked being alone in the mountains. He was fascinated with the bears and the animals, and, you know, he just, uh, you know, I, I guess it, it worked for them. You know? Wow, but those he, are he devastating. Living for them. But, you know, we, all of a sudden you're going along, see, and you're, and you're talking about bears. You're talking about black bears. You're talking about grizzly bears. And then all of a sudden, out of the clear blue, you throw a monkey in the fray. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, well, like I say, he had all kinds of animals, you know, elk, deer, he had uh, mountain lions, uh, uh, he had all kinds of, of animals. Well, you would have think, was the grizz. you would think that the guy would have wore a hat, maybe with a suicide strap on it, uh, or whatever, that maybe the monkey couldn't have got going and pecking away at his head or something, you know? <laughs> well... You know, I guess at that point, uh, OSHA wasn't really involved in a lot of that stuff. Well, this is one of the most weird stories you've ever had on this program, because this guy took a lot of physical abuse, and it oh, was all sure. self-imposed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm Right in front of me, I've got a admission uh, thing for 25 cents, or a thing that was in the newspaper, and it, it says, Great Show of Animals, Mountaineer Museum. Uh, let's see, the proprietor has just returned from the mountains with the largest collection of wild animals ever exhi exhibited on the Pacific coast. Really? So, Samson, the largest grizzly bear ever caught, weighing 1,500 pounds. Wow. Lady Washington, uh, weighing 1,000 pounds. Benjamin Franklin, king of the forest. Now, oh, did... and then there's those two young white bears from the Rocky Mountains. Holy. Now, did he get all of these bears as cubs and train them? I, you know, I would think he would have to. Yeah. I mean, and then he talked about elk and lions and tigers, panthers, deer. Panthers? Again, those would all have to be caught young, I would think. You know, it doesn't say much for the whole story, though, when he can train these bears, and he can train a panther, and he lets a monkey be his demise? <laughs> well, I suspect that monkey was probably just rolling around on his shoulders and oh. just took a chunk out of his head. You make it sound so tender. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've seen monkeys in the zoo, and they don't. Some of them don't look really all that friendly. No, they do not. And I'd never want to be near a monkey. I've heard bad things about monkeys. Yeah. Listen, I want to tell you that was an interesting story. But you know, I honestly thought that uh, Grizzly Adams, the TV show, I didn't right. know it was based on a real person. So you really taught me something. I thought that was all fiction. All but made up. yeah, yeah. 
Well, and, and Dan Haggerty, you know, that show, as I recall, didn't last too long. No. He was kind of a kinder, gentler Grizzly Adams. He wasn't, uh, uh, I don't think he was quite the, the same as the real. Yeah, but didn't Dan Haggerty have a bunch of problems, too? Health problems? You know, I think I he I did. Remember. I mean, yeah. I remember him from the movie or from the show, but yeah. I don't remember anything about him after that. We'll have to check on that. Listen, yeah. we've got just a minute here, and I want to say to you, uh, folks, this is a dear friend of mine, Dr. Ken Turner, chiropractor in Burley, and I can't imagine having this program without his segment on it, Dr. History. He does such a wonderful job, and we're wrapping up 2013, and we're looking forward to 2014. Next week, you'll be on the air, hopefully with Sharon on this time slot. Uh, I'll be in Salt Lake City, but God's blessings and a happy new year to you. Well, our prayers are with you, Zeb. I hope... Uh Hope everything goes good for you. Well, I appreciate that, Ken, and and uh, we'll certainly look forward to having you back on the program when I'm sitting here in the saddle. So thank you, and God's Sounds blessings, great. and Happy New Year to you. Thank you, Zeb. We'll talk to you later. All right, buddy. Thank you Bye. much. Holy smokes, there really was a real live Grizzly Adams. <laughs> and a monkey was his demise. My goodness. 